Welcome to the Might Sound Wild podcast. I'm Ron Wayne Scott. And I'm April Loyal. And this week, we are going to talk about redefining success as a photographer. And we'll get to that coming up. Hey guys, it's Brianna LaCosta. I'm the social media manager for Mountainscape, Shore Shooters, and Might Sound Wild. I want to invite you to stay connected with us. We post regularly and we want to see you interact with us. You can find Shore Shooters and Mountainscape through Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Might Sound Wild on Instagram and subscribe on YouTube. If you're enjoying the Might Sound Wild podcast, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating and review. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you'll get a notification every time we release a new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Might Sound Wild. Okay, I'm so excited about this topic this week because it's been something that's kind of been on my mind for... Um, recently, but also in the back of my mind even longer. So it's been in the front of my brain for a short time, mostly because I heard another leader in the industry, the the wedding photography industry, talking about this topic kind of similarly, just not under this title. But I was paying attention to what she was saying, and it triggered this thought for me and reminded me that over the years, I have had to continue to reevaluate what it means to be successful personally. Yeah, you sort of realized you were in the same boat. Yeah, if you if your um success is really tricky because it's hard and I hope that what we can encourage throughout this whole episode is that you're defining success with the right meter. Um and what I mean by the right meter is your own meter, not yeah society's meter or Instagram audience meter or your parents meter or your friends, your peers, um, especially in this industry where you might be looking next to the photographer in your same town or one that you admire on Instagram and trying to define success by the same way that they are. So basically what we're talking about is like how some photographers will only work with the beautiful people and uh, they only want to do weddings in really cool locations, that kind of stuff, right? Right. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get to, let me explain the the other person in this industry that I'm, I'm referring to started talking about her journey from way back when she first started, how she attended multiple workshops on the subject, you know, pretty much guaranteed to get that content that they, that, that you want to put out that would put you in a position to be shooting weddings in really incredible destinations, um, working with beautiful people is part yeah. of that too, I think, because, you know, workshops are always going to use models, of course, um, to give you that the best content. And she was saying that what she was taking away from all of these workshops were um, a lot of coaching on use this certain terminology on your website to attract this client. Um, buzzwords. Yeah, yeah. You know, these buzzwords are um, going to attract the right kind of people and, um she was using them throughout and, you know, this stuff worked for her over the course of however long, um, she started getting exclusively weddings, just in crazy destinations. you know, Iceland is an example, Scotland, these kinds of places. Um, she was only putting out the beautiful people, um, which she confessed made her feel incredibly shallow, especially when it was pointed out to her through a client inquiry. She said she got an email from someone who said, we do not look like the models and the beautiful people throughout your Instagram, but would you still work with us? And she yeah. said that was like a punch in the gut, you know, like she well, felt sure. so incredibly shallow. And um, listen, everyone deserves it's your We talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's your job as a photographer to deliver no matter yeah. what your subjects look like, how they behave in front of the camera, 
Remember we talked about the expectations. Oh yeah. I think this go I think this kind of ties into that in certain ways. Like Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to realize there are more people in the world who don't look like models than there are people who do look like models. And whose job is it to give them a product sure. that makes them feel like they looked the best version of themselves? Yeah. That's that's the photographer's job, but you know, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing. Um so she so she's had to reevaluate and um I think the her purpose of telling the story was she was marketing, um, reevaluating your clients, and maybe getting to the getting to the meat of like who do you really want to work with, and do they have to be the beautiful people? Because she also used the example that although she was in all of these destinations constantly doing her dream job, I'm doing the air quotes, you yeah. people can't see me. Her dream job, she said, I was still getting ran over by members of the wedding party, talk to, you know, talk to the way that you think that all of this goes away when you're getting these magical weddings, just because you're not at your boring country club venue doesn't mean that you're going to be treated better out there. Yeah, just because you think you connected better with these people, because judging by society, that's what in this industry, that's what society is constantly telling you, you need to connect with your bride and groom. They need to be your friends, your pals. Yeah. You need to have a beer with them and get to know them. And you're going to go off and have this great vacation. Guess what? They, they still may on their wedding day treat you as a hired help. They, they're stressed out. They spent a lot of money. They traveled. That doesn't mean that you're, you're working in a way that all of a sudden you're their best friend and you're right. not expected to work all day and them treat you. Not every time. I'm just saying it is a possibility. And this person who I consider a leader in our industry says she was still experiencing that. She was still coming home and having to re-edit. She was still getting the tedious requests, still getting the corny posing ideas from Pinterest. So all of that doesn't automatically go away when you go to Iceland. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Just because the bride is beautiful doesn't mean that she's not going to be a bridezilla. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think that now this kind of, some of the way I'm talking about this might sound a little harsh and I'm not picking on anyone. I just really want to challenge you to think about what makes you successful. If you desire to travel like crazy, that is totally understandable. I desire to travel like crazy, not to shoot elopements anymore. That's not my reason for wanting to travel. But take take it back five or six years ago, that was the only way I knew that I could afford to travel. I had yeah. to have an elopement. I had to have a reason to go. I had to have someone paying for my way or paying my ticket. I had yeah, to you didn't. Money. You didn't just have the money laying around to fly to Iceland or somewhere like that for just right. For and I still may not, you know that. But I'm thinking outside of the box, and I'm thinking of other ways that I can go and travel. Yeah, that's where I am, and I see a lot of um, twenty mid to late twenty year old photographers who I see them following not following my footsteps intentionally. They're not purposely following, but I, I look back and I see myself in them yeah. and I'm like, Oh, I remember where they are. I know where they, I know where their heart is right now. I know where their um, drive is. They, they want to see the world. They want to have a beautiful couple there to see it with them so that they can brag about this work because they're proud of it. And that's amazing. I just want you, if you are in that position, if that is your sole goal right now is to travel and to photograph, um, be real about it. it you yeah. know, Trish and I spent many years trying to build a reputation that would say we would go here. And a lot of times we would have to go find models, shoot them on our own dime or for little to no money just to be able to put that work out there. And now we know that everybody's playing that game, right? Everyone's oh, out course. there doing everybody's that. Everybody's doing it. 
but they're not necessarily owning up to it. They're looking like they're successful, right? They're putting that out there. Like they got booked to go to California and, you know, New Mexico, you know, all these places. And did you, or did you go out there and seek that work? And should you maybe be a little bit more honest about that? Would that score points with your audience? If you were maybe like, Hey, I was dying to go to this area. So I found a couple and we work and thank you such and such for working with me on this. I wanted to be able to use my camera in this beautiful place. Like let's, let's cut the crap with the over successful. I already got booked here. Don't, don't half lie, you know, tell, tell the truth. Honesty is always the best policy. And I think that could help with this success meter is the reason I suggest doing that. The reason I suggest, you know, still do what you're doing. Just be really vulnerable to your audience. Be upfront because then maybe we can take that meter of success that's like really high and kind of bring it down a notch. Kind of be like, yeah, we're all out here trying to do this. Now, that way, when you do get your first job that you got hired to go to Greece for, and it was legit, and you didn't ask them to tag along, and someone found you, hired you, wanted to do it, then you can really boast about it. You can really be proud of it because it really happened genuinely after all that work you've put in, after all your own money that you've spent. So I just think that we're, and, and then I think about challenging yourself to work with average people too. Like, are you, are you going to stop taking average jobs? You probably are taking them. You're just not sharing them. Well, I so think you're not sharing I think your journey. I think as far as I'm, uh, my thought on that is I think if you're a wedding photographer, you should put the average people in the not so beautiful destinations uh, on your social media just because if you have a social, if you have an Instagram account, that contains nothing but destination weddings and cool places and beautiful looking people, the average person who's not going to another country to get married, they might look at your Instagram and go, oh, well, there's no point in me even contacting her because she probably wouldn't want to do my boring little wedding. This happened to this this lady I was talking about. This person emailed and had to say that. And how does that make you look as a photographer, as a professional? You know, how does yeah. that make you look? I were, when we got to London, we were exhausted and we had a long car drive from Heathrow, of course, to where we were staying. And I was like barely able to keep my eyes open in the car. But I did look out the window one time and we were in a not so beautiful neighborhood of London, like kind of run down, yeah. not, you know, not pretty. And there was this big courthouse and there was a couple getting married in front of it. Or like standing, they had probably just gotten married. They were standing there with their family. And my eyes just lit up at that. I thought it was the cutest thing. I'm like, this is a courthouse wedding in this very average neighborhood. They were getting their pictures made in front of the courthouse. I thought it was so fun and unique. And I actually found myself really, just to tell my personal story a little bit, it really lines up with this person I was talking about who went to Instagram to say, let's redefine your clients. I, the reason I started this out by saying I've had to reevaluate and remeasure what success means to me over, do you guys know that I'm closing in on 20 years of photography? I was, yeah. as a professional, I was doing the math the other day. Brianna is 19 and I think she was about 
nine months old. She was just under a year when I started. So wow, when I got my first studio, my first paid job and all that. So in a couple of years, if I'm doing the math correctly. Yeah, you're I'm approaching a, 20 years. I'm officially at 20 years. And so you can imagine how many times I've found myself measuring, trying to measure up to other people. And in 20 years, that's changed a lot. There was no Instagram when I started, right? but I was still looking at um, people much older than me in my community thinking yeah. I needed to be at the level that they were be getting confused about who my clients should be because I didn't think number one, that someone would pay me to take abstract, beautiful photos of a girl sitting in front of a backdrop with a bird on her shoulder or something crazy, yeah. some crazy attempt that I'm, I remember trying <laughs> in my <laughs> younger years. Um, I didn't think that I could get paid to do that. That's how I fell into the wedding industry, to be honest. I just yeah. fell into it. Someone offered me $300 to shoot their wedding. And I said, yes. And you thought that was, you thought that was great money. I was at like, $300? Heck yes. <laughs> um, I remember that after that, and it wasn't even a few, maybe the next wedding I took 600 and I was like, this is highway robbery. I cannot. Yeah, oh take yeah. I, I remember, I remember thinking that too, that <laughs> how can I be getting paid this much? Yeah, like this wedding. is wrong. Yeah, what else can I do for these people? Scrub their floors or carry yeah. their suitcases to the airport? What can I do? Um, but anyway, I of course, over the years, I've had to redefine that over and over. But when it, everything started moving super fast, when social media became popular, well, I mean everything, you know, yeah. trends move faster. Um, people rising to popularity overnight, it seemed like. Um which, by the way, I hope that everyone listening knows that that does not mean success. You know, your no, numbers on your Instagram or your Facebook or how many people subscribe to your newsletter. None of that is how to measure success. And I really, I've, I feel like I've kind of gotten, I've been all over the place with this episode, but I really hope that you will make a list of what it means to be successful to you. Yeah. Um. You know, does that mean that you are at a price point where you can take less work because maybe success means staying home with your family more, or maybe success does mean getting out of the country once a year. Like you don't have to be crazy about it. Maybe it's once yeah. a year. Um, maybe, you know, success means um, challenging yourself to use something different like film, like actually get paid to use that. Yeah. Um, if you, I, I encourage you to do this just so that you can take a deep breath and maybe you look at, you make this list and you realize that you are already there, that yeah, you're, you're not maybe. climbing uh, uphill constantly. You know, you're not like, wow, I, I am never going to get there. I really already am there. And now let's redefine it. Now let's see what else I can add to it because you will catch yourself. I believe in my story, here's where it lines up with the girl that um, I found on Instagram talking about this topic. I, she and I had something in common, which was after all those years of, using the buzzwords on the website and traveling to the destinations for half the money and all, all this stuff, it started to, I started to look back at my work and be completely bored with it. Yeah. If you can imagine, even after being in, in national parks and crazy, beautiful places, my work all looked the same to me. The, the posing was all kind of redundant. Um, even in the most beautiful places, if you can believe that, it started to make me feel kind of empty in a way. I wasn't challenged. I wasn't pushing it. I wasn't, I, you know, I had to really look 
at myself and say, is this, is this really what I want to continue to do? Or did I maybe already do it? Yeah. Um, you, you got there. And- yeah, I got there. And, and this is not a reflection on my clients. My clients are incredible. I'm so thankful oh, yeah. for the times that they took me. I really think about my bride and groom that um, took me to Scotland. I think about that day all the time. I had a blast with them. You know, we, we sat around and were served coffee after the ceremony. We had this dinner that night in like a castle dungeon. It felt very medieval. Like I felt a part of their day. I had a great time and I had many situations like that. Um, So this is not a reflection on them. This is a reflection on myself completely. No, it's just that you had, you had got to where you needed to be and you, there was, there was no more challenge to it. There wasn't. And then was I turning away jobs along the way? to make room for this, you know, career that I wanted to be in this path that I wanted to be in. And yeah. at, at some point I found myself not really wanting to be in it anymore. Yeah. Um, and what, which is funny because I had worked so hard for it. And I think that a lot of people that are listening to this podcast right now, they're on the journey of the working hard for they're it. Getting, they're getting, they're working yeah. to get there. They're still working on it. And they're, and that's why I want them to take a look back and go, am I already there? Let me give myself a pat on the back. Let me, yeah. let me just take, take, take a breath and say, wow, I did it. Now, now what, now what am I going to do? Um, or don't wait until you feel like you're, you know, doing the same thing all the time or you're just, you know, how can you, how can you change that up? Um, I was expressing to a friend recently after London that I'm, I'm like, wow, I opened the travel door up again. I've got to be able to travel more. I want to do this again. And she said, do you, what will you do? Will you take elopements again? And I, I immediately knew the answer was no. I, I just, yeah. I, I immediately said, that feels like going backwards to me in life. Yeah. Like I've already yeah. done it. You know, my husband always says, don't go back to a job that you left, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And I've, I've done that before. I used to work at a place where I left and a year later came back and it was the worst decision of my life. Um, so yeah, I don't, I feel like that would be going, taking a step back, not in a successful, again, that doesn't mean I would be less successful for taking elopements because I'm not frowning upon them. I'm just done with that part of life. Yeah. So I, I don't want to go back there. I have to find new ways to allow myself to yeah. travel and um, to pay for it and that kind of thing. So um, I hope that this <laughs> didn't come across as shaming anyone for where they are in their career, but um, I hope that it helped them realize that to question themselves. Is this yeah, a, yeah, I'll always society. be questioning yourself. Yeah. Is it by society standards or my own standards? And um and, and just remember because just because somebody has a beautiful looking Instagram doesn't necessarily mean that they're successful. Right. That means that they're successful at Instagram. That's yeah. a different thing, right? <laughs> so, success on Instagram doesn't necessarily mean you're able to pay your bills. Exactly. Yeah. Success is just different, a different definition for everyone. And I'm really glad that we talked about that. And um, let's talk a little bit about dad camp after. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take a quick break here and then we'll come back and talk about dad camp, which is coming up uh, an event for our team. We'll talk more about that coming up next. Hey guys, make sure you're checking out our shop. We're always adding new goodies there and we have coffee mugs and keychains incredible sweatshirts that everybody is always raving about also we have some presets there and we're constantly adding new presets to the shop so just make sure you visit mightsoundwild.co all right we're back and we are coming up on a very big exciting event for some of the members of our team which is um april you and brianna came up with the name dad camp 
So yeah. tell us a little bit about that and how you came to that name. I'm so excited about it. If you guys listen to the film episodes, which I think those were our number one listen to episodes on the podcast. They were very popular. Yeah. we Brianna came on here because she um, loves to shoot film. That's that's how she'll go broke is she just shoots film all the time. <laughs> um, I it is an her. expensive hobby. It is. And her, her little concern for like, oops, shoot now, pay later, um, is actually good for her because she ends up getting so much cool stuff on film. Whereas I'm the opposite. I'm like, okay, I, I, I clicked the shutter one time that cost me $5. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> for another. Um, but through those episodes, we started to realize that so much nostalgia surrounding film and that's why it's resurged the way it is. And we wanted to host a camp that kind of like felt like that nostalgia surrounding it. Um, so we're all our number one. I already feel like the Smoky Mountains is that kind of place. You know, oh, yeah. it's just it, families go there um, and they've been going there for generations after generations. Since the 1930s, which was when the park was formed. Yeah, you see, you can Google and look up um, that area over the decades and you'll see families standing out in front of that. It's a classic sign. Oh, yeah. Uh, over all the um, all the years. And so I felt like it was a really good opportunity to let people play with film you know, stress-free, like, you yeah. know, we're, we're going to have a few models there in the afternoon. We've organized for a couple and a family so that that way we've got two different and we've got plenty of time to really set up shops or shots, excuse me, ask questions. Um, when I first started with film, I was scared to even load the camera. I just felt like I was doing it wrong. It yeah. just felt so foreign. Could it, you know, hadn't loaded a film camera since like 10th grade, you know, so I didn't know, in 10th grade for me was a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> we're, so used, like, <laughs> we're so used to just popping that memory card in there. I know. Yeah. You're just used to, and you can see what you're doing and you can look back at it and you can adjust it later in Lightroom and film just felt like nerve wracking. I think but, that's and, the scariest thing for me about film is that you can't see what you just shot. Yeah. You have no idea, but guess what? When it comes back and it looks better than anything you could have shot on a digital camera, it's the most rewarding, exciting feeling. It brought a lot of, uh, I keep saying nostalgia, but like I felt like a kid shooting this and I still yeah. do. Like I just got my film back from London. I feel like a kid. So we wanted people on our team to be able to do that. We opened registration. How this works, guys, is if you shoot for Mountain Escape or Shore Shooters, you're notified like, hey, this is happening and we're only going to accept this many people first to register, first come, first serve. So when we put the theme out there immediately, the people that oh, registered- we had we we had a full roster within a uh, couple of hours, I think. And I feel like those people specifically wanted to be there for what we were going to be offering. You yeah, know, they they knew they were going to get to play with film. They knew that the dad camp um, in itself, saying those words, kind of described like we're going to photograph these models with that in mind, like yeah. how dad how dad did it. Um, hopefully. Um, some super eight, some video, just lots of fun stuff to play with. And, um, and just a chance to all be together. Even when we're not shooting conversation that flows over a campfire is usually really productive and fun. Um, we're also giving our team opportunity to get their own portraits made. Um, yeah. cause I feel like that is hard sometimes for photographers to have work of themselves, you know, content yeah. to put out there. So we're going to give them an opportunity to do that. Um, Got good coffee, got some grilling going on. All all the all the things that dad would want to do at a camp, we're yeah. doing. 
<laughs> I'll even bring some fresh country eggs for breakfast. I'm ready for that. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. We'll, we'll make sure we have to have like the bacon, you know, because that seems like yeah. a real dad thing to have. Um, but it's exciting. Even our merchandise reflects the theme this year. So we've got yeah. some fun stuff that's exclusive for the um, yeah, attendees. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And and like uh, like April said, this one is just for members of our team. But that gives you a good reason to apply to join our team mm -hmm. if you are in one of the areas that we serve, because uh, we do sometimes open our events to outside photographers and sometimes they are just for our team this one is just for photographers who shoot for uh, one of our two companies shore shooters or mountain escape but uh if you uh want to be a part of our team fill out the application on mightsoundwild.co if you are not in in an area that either one of our companies serve, you can always join our mailing list. Uh, so that way you'll get notified if we are uh, having an event that we're opening up to other photographers. And you can do that. Uh, the, the best way to do that is to go to mightsoundwild.co and uh, download one of the presets. Some of them cost money. We have one on there that's absolutely free. So if you download that free preset, you're automatically on the mailing list. So when there is an event that's open to uh, photographers outside of our companies, you'll get notified of that. Absolutely. And if you're on the team and you missed dad camp or we filled our slots too fast, don't worry. We, we have a different theme planned almost quarterly for the next year Yeah, and you'll be able to snag the one that best suits you that you want to come to. Yeah. We'll, we're going to be doing these on a regular basis. Uh, so uh, don't worry. There will be others. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing you guys. If you are coming, you're in already registered and you're missing anything make sure you're following the might sound wild instagram because that's where your information is going to come through dms and post there regularly so make sure that you're following because you might miss that dm it might sit in your request folder if you um if you're not doing that so make sure yeah, you're doing and if, that. if you just want to see what we end up shooting at dad <laughs> camp make sure you yeah. follow the might sound wild instagram because i'm sure there's going to be lots of content posted on there from dad camp so if you just want to just want to see what happened at dad camp and see some of the resulting pictures. Make sure you follow the Might Sound Wild Instagram uh, and we'll be posting lots on there. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, every Wednesday morning, uh, we release a new episode of the Might Sound Wild podcast. Make sure you subscribe so that way you will get a notification every time a new episode is released. And we'll be back next Wednesday with another Might Sound Wild podcast.